All right, hi, this is Chris Ciccinelli, and this is my first podcast. And this is Hit Growth, which is High Intensity Tactics for Growth. And I am super excited to be able to share my 19 years of expertise of, of running a uh, large business uh, in Cincinnati and, and just super excited about uh, uh, being able to give all of the different tactics, different uh, ways, um, growth scenarios, things like that for entrepreneurs or people that are out there running a business, owning a business, uh, operating in today's world that's ever-changing uh, when it comes to getting your name out there, growing the business or industry that you're in. So very excited. So let's talk about this. What are we going to get out of this podcast? Because I think a lot of people always have a question. What is it that they're going to get from a, a podcast that they're listening to? Um, this is what you're going to get. It's, it's going to be high-intensity tactics, right? I believe that in business and especially in today's world, you need to work at a level that is much more intense than your competition. I think so many people today overanalyze uh, before they get started. They you know, want to do all of this analytic study. They want to uh, do so much research before they, they kind of dive in. And, and I'm a person that's progress over perfection, and that's what you're going to get from this entire training in, in this podcast is you know, it, it's not about being perfect or being able to perfect something before you take it to market. It's to be able to get something uh, to market it's to you know make it and make the improvements to it, uh, make it better, learn from it uh, each and every day, and that's that's one of the reasons that uh, I'm sitting in this chair today. Of uh, taking a business from a million to two hundred fifty million dollars, um, it has been a it's been iteration over iteration, practice over practice, uh, multiple challenges that we've had to overcome in the years that uh, of doing this business. Uh, I've been coaching entrepreneurs for the last eighteen, going on nineteen years. And working with entrepreneurs, working with business owners, working with people that are wanting to make this world a, a, a better place, want to be able to go out there, get their ideas heard, get their products uh, to market, get people to buy uh, what it is that they're selling. That is the, the, the antithesis of what I love to do. You know, it's really about teaching people how people uh, don't buy products. I think a lot of people in this world today uh, think that people are buying uh, products. And what we're buying is we're buying people. We're buying reviews, what people are saying about a product, what people are saying about a restaurant, what people are saying about you when you're going in there to pitch them. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, as I sit here today working with business entrepreneurs and, and seeing how they, have, they, they want to continue to keep growing their business has been something that has been very, very eye-opening uh, to me in, in this career that I've done. Give you a little bit of background because I think it's always important to kind of say, okay, hey, listen, what is this guy about? Okay, he's taking a company from a million to 250 million. He's going to teach me how to grow. He's been working with entrepreneurs. But I think that it all kind of starts with kind of like the person, the foundation, and the foundation is, you know, I'm a 44-year-old uh, guy that's uh, living in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I have three amazing kids, Elsie, uh, Max, and Macy. Uh, I've got an, uh, an awesome wife. They tell me sometimes that everybody reminds her of, uh, she reminds everybody of Grace Kelly. I think Grace would probably be the real thing because she's definitely got to put up with my travel schedule and, uh, and put up with, uh, you know, growing a business over 19 years. You know, she's definitely a sounding board, somebody that I talk to and uh, confide in bounce ideas off of and uh and has been fantastic and that's jessica uh i'm also oldest son of 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 founder of our of our company patty brisbane that's my mom uh super excited that uh i get to see and get to work with her each and every day my mom um 
you know, started being an entrepreneur when I was eight years of age, right? So she was working for four pediatricians, doing what she had to do to, to, to go out there, take care of us as a family. I mean, making $4.25 an hour. And uh, my mom started this business that, uh, that we are running today in the basement of her house. And, um, and it's been an amazing journey. And I'm, I'm going to share that, the journeys and stories each and every time we're together because I want to make sure that all of the stories, all the journeys, all the experiences have led to, uh, to this MBA that, that we've gathered over the years of, of growing a company and, and having fun with this the entire time. I went to Moeller High School in Cincinnati. I also went to Mount Union uh, College, which is in northeastern Ohio, which was where I played four years of college football, won two national titles there. Kind of, I always say I went in a boy and left a man. Uh, taught me multiple life skills. Taught me how to make sure that you know you played your role, you played your part on the team. Uh, you know, we didn't win two national titles by having a bunch of standouts and stars. It was about everybody knew their role. Everybody was committed to the you know to the process. Um, yeah, the outcome was always to go out there and win a national title or go out there and be the best team you know possible. But it always started with the process. It started in the weight room. It started with the films. It started with reviewing all of the things that we had to know about our competition. Uh, also, know everything that we need to know about each other. What were our strengths? What were our weaknesses? You know, and, and I relate a lot of that uh, to still to this day in how I operate in business. You know, you have to know your competition. You have to know. Uh, the, the strengths of the team, who's on your team, right? What are the roles that they're going to play? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the things that you're going to be able to bring to the table? Um, and then find that supporting cast that's around you. And that's still really important as I work with business owners all the time. So many people think that they can take on all of the role and all of the responsibility. What I'll tell you is, you know, in the beginning, yeah, you, you kind of are the, you're the rainmaker, you're the marketing person, you're the inventory, you're the payroll clerk, you're everything. But over a period of time, your job is to, is to constantly looking for those team members to, to be able to put around you. My mom always tells a story about, you know, surrounding yourself with the best talent, surrounding yourself with smart people that are able to go out there and bring the best out of you. And, and that's exactly you know, what I learned with working at uh, or playing football at Mount Union. Um, the other thing too is you know, one of the other pieces I did is when, right when I got out of college, I went to work for a publicly traded company down in Atlanta, Georgia. It was, uh, it was really, really an important role I went down to learn. Um, I wanted to be a high school football coach. I always tell people that really I went to, to college, uh, played football, went there because I really wanted to be a high school, co- high school teacher and a football coach. How things have kind of went 360. Uh, I still look at myself as a teacher you know, today and what I'm doing. I'm living part of that fantasy out, you know, and I'm also, you know, doing, you know, some of the coaching because it is about strategy. It is about X and O. It's about studying your opponents. It's about all of the things that we talk about. And, and it has been uh, a very, very, um, you know, parallel path of being that high school football coach to being a CEO of, of a company. And I think it's, it's been amazing. But I went down to my first job, and that's really where I cut my teeth in business. I worked inside the merchant department. I worked inside of marketing. Uh, I also, you know, ran a $29 million region that was called Carpetland USA. Um, you know, I think about my life and, and, the, and the things that I've done 
um, over that period. And it's amazing to think um, all of the things that have been put in my life that have taught me the different life lessons about people, about money, about what it is that you need to, to do from a, from a branding perspective, from a marketing perspective. And again, all of these, these pieces have played into uh, integral into my, into my life of growing an amazing company, which is called Pure Romance. Let me tell you about Pure Romance because a lot of people ask, okay, this business that you took from a million to $250 million, what is it? How did you get started? You know, what makes, you know, what is the story behind that? And I'll give it to you in a very cliff noted format. And again, a lot of this will be through the podcast as you listen because I will be sharing a lot of stories, a lot of experiences that we've had. But let me walk you through how I got into this uh, working inside of a family business, which, Barna, but, which in the beginning was not what I wanted to do. I already was working down in Atlanta, Georgia. I was having a you know very very good start to a, a career, uh, starting to make very very good money, and my doorbell rang, and the doorbell on the other side was my mom. My mom was you know back in Cincinnati at that time, growing her business that she started in the basement of her house, and she had done a fantastic job. She had gotten this business that she started in Cincinnati, Ohio, in an industry that was very at the time you know, kind of controversial. It was, it was taboo. It wasn't really talked about that much. It was kind of a, you know, kind of one of those things that I would say was uh, tongue in cheek in a little bit. But my mom was able to take an, in, take this business and very much professionalize it, professionalize it that, you know, uh, an industry that was really ran by men um, and taking this to a, a really giving females an ability to know more about their body, to, to really teach them how to become a lay he- sexual health professional, how to go out there and find out more about the relationship. She saw the divorce rate creeping and she knew that there needed to be an agent of change. And that's exactly what she did through doing in-home party plan where they would sell lotions, lingerie, and bedroom accessories. And I'm not talking about lamps. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, pillow shams. I'm talking about, you know, um, bedroom toys. And my mom was able to, to go out there and professionalize this. And from that time, she was able to go from zero to a million dollars. And I always tell people, you know, they're always like, man, how'd you do, you know, go from a million to 250 million? I said, you know what the hardest part was? Going from zero to a million. And that is exactly what she did. And from that point, she knew what she knew. She knew she needed to surround herself with talented people. She knew she needed to surround herself with people that could go out there and do the things that she couldn't do. And that was the time she came and asked me, hey, Chris, I think I have something. I think I can go out there and, and be able to diversify and give more women an ability to own and operate their own businesses, to be able to take this business that I started in Cincinnati and scale it all around the world. And it was crazy that she had these big kind of you know goals and she had these big you know uh, aspirations. And just like any entrepreneur, right, you're not going to tell them that they're wrong. Uh, you know, they've they've got a little bit of the kind of I I, I always say a, a great entrepreneur has a little bit of narcissism in them, which they are always right. They're you know this is the direction, and I think you have to have that in some regards because that allows you to not buckle when everybody else around you is saying it's not possible or you can't do it or you know. It, it's not going to work. And it's crazy that in 2000, I came back and her and I came up, uh, you know, with, with a business plan, uh, to, to scale this. Um, we really came into the, into the, into the business. And I said, mom, what do you really, what, what is our business plan? And she said, well, 
The business plan is I, I came up with a really solid foundation, bud, and I sent you to college. That was my business plan. My business plan was you need to help me figure out how to scale it. I already know I got the foundation, but the problem is how do we scale it? How do we get more women to go out there and work in this business? How do we tell them about our opportunity? And that's exactly what we did. My mom and I came up with this concept, and I always think the best ideas are the ones that are modeled, right? Everybody thinks they create something new all the time. Um, even when you look at Facebook, Facebook was MySpace before Facebook was Facebook, right? Everybody comes up with something and, you know, that's out there, and then they just make it a little bit better. They just tweak it a little bit more. And that's what, what, what I looked at is we saw this concept that was out there on the radio called Barbizon Models. Um, some of you probably are a little bit too young to remember Barbizon Models, but there was this, it was a company that would go around the country looking for people that want to be the next guest gene model or want to be the next Levi model. Um, they were taking headshots. They were telling people that they would help them get a modeling contract, all kinds of things, and they would go around and say for $99. And, you know, hey, you got a chance. And uh, we heard that on the radio, or I heard that on the radio, and I said, you know what? What about this, Mom? What about taking that same concept and say, come meet Patty Brisbane and take your first steps in making your dreams come true? You could own and operate your own pure romance business today for $99. Come meet Patty at the Westport Plaza Sheraton in St. Louis. The party starts at 7. Don't be late. Now, my mom looked at me and thought I was the craziest human being. She goes, why would anybody want to come meet me? You know, I said, because mom, you know, you are so articulate. You're so good at, at making people feel comfortable when it comes to this product category. You're able to paint a picture that people can add into their relationship. And, and I said, and they need to hear that from that female voice. That woman, that, that voice that is going to be, uh, you know, comforting, that security that, that, that is going to give the, the stuff that is the truth and they need to hear. And that's exactly what we did. And we took that, that Barbizon model concept. We took that, that, mo that, that whole go out there, meet Patty Brisbane, uh, and we basically turned it into a brand. We turned her into, I consider, the Mary Kay of this industry, like the, the, the ability for people to relate to. She was that, that mom that was, you know, PTA mom, a soccer mom working for $4.25. But she had an idea. And not only did she have an idea, she executed on that, uh, that. And along the way, we needed to highlight that. And that's exactly what I did. I knew that the brand was exactly that. It was going to be that this people don't buy pure romance products. People were going to buy exactly what it was that she did. People bought Patty. And people buy people, meaning that I, if somebody is convinced and this is the right direction or where they're going, you know, and that's exactly what I teach consultants each and every day. It's like, look, they're going to buy Pure Romance products, but they want to buy Pure Romance from Betty, Pure Romance from Susie, Pure Romance by Kristen. Because what they want is they want to be connected with not just the product, not just a shave product, not just a bedroom toy, but the person that sold it through the getting the education, getting the understanding. And that is one of the most important things that had helped us grow our business. My mom and I spent three years in a U-Haul going from city to city to city, growing this business and being able to give women an opportunity to go out there and, and earn some extra income, be able to take care of their families, but more than anything, to give them the ability to empower themselves. And that was awesome to do that in travel from city to city to city, giving people an opportunity to own their business. But we also, as we gave them the chance to own their business, we had to teach them 
how to run a business. So we would not only just come into a market and sign people up. And I think I see too many businesses doing that. They're just about the acquisition, but they're not about the development. And I see too many people that just think it's about selling a product, and it's not. It is the full, you sell the product, you train on the product, which is you teach the product how to, how to go out there and multiply, you teach the product how to go out there and, 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 and gain more market share. And that's exactly because we knew all of the time that the items could change, but the person, the person was the product, and we needed to give more insight and more information and more uh, nurturing and, and, and talent around those people. And that's exactly what we did to take the company to go from 300 consultants when I came in to 30,000 women worldwide. Five countries we operate in, and I will tell you an entrepreneur in Australia is the same as the entrepreneur in Austin, Texas, is the same as the entrepreneur that's in, um, you sit there in New Zealand, is the same as it is in New Mexico. They all have the same questions. They all are second-guessing the things that they're doing each and every day. Am I going the right direction? You know, Should I be doing something different? All of these things are things that I work with, with business leaders on each and every day to make sure that they understand Don't overthink too much. Don't try to perfect too much because all of that does is gives you too much idle time and idle time drives mistakes, which idle time drives fear and fear is something that paralyzes way too many people that are out there. And I'll be talking a lot about fear in our future upcoming uh, podcasts. So what, what was it that, you know, when we look at this and we sit back and we think about the, the ideas of, of going and growing a business as what we've did, done with Pure Romance, we have invested a lot of time, we've invested a lot of money, and that leads to kind of the mantra that we live by. And that mantra is we live life by design, not by default. And we, we understand that as entrepreneurs, as business owners, that if we want something enough in this world that we need to understand that we've always had the pen to write the new chapters. We've always had the paintbrush to paint the new pictures. And I think that too many people don't think that they can live life by design. I think too many people just live the life that they were given. And I always think about this because I I watch some of my friends and I see some of the paths that they've taken or uh, acquaintances that I've known from college and the paths that they've taken. And most people take this path of least resistance. But it's crazy. When we were in school or we were in grade school, we had all of these dreams and uh, aspirations and and things that we were going to do and and wanted to become. And the best way I can you know summarize that and say you know you're probably on the you're listening to this going I don't know if I did maybe I did I did I I, don't, I can't remember I guarantee you all of you played that game called Mash Mansion Apartment you know, uh, shack, house, you know, everybody played that, you know, the little origami thing, like, you know, you probably see my hands moving, you know, you do the little thing and, uh, one, two, three, stop. And then you flip it over. I'm going to marry Billy. I'm going to marry Teddy. I'm going to marry, uh, Sheila. I'm going to have three kids, two kids, one kid. I'm going to drive the BMW. I'm going to drive the Mercedes. All of us had this life that we thought we were going to live. And then what happened is we stopped designing it. We stopped creating it. We stopped architecting it somewhere along the lines. And that is what I try to get entrepreneurs back to. I try to get them back to architecting, restructuring, going back to those times where anything was possible. 
But what happens is most of us, we get done with high school, we either get a job or we go to college, and then we get a, you know, we get this job, and the job is not enough. It's, it's, it's just over broke, right? We're barely getting by. So who the hell wants to dream when you're just you know, keeping your head above water? And that's one of the biggest things that I see today, and that's why hit is so important. That's why high intensity is so important because I want entrepreneurs to attack things at an intense level where they sit back and say, you know what? I'm not going to follow status quo. I'm going to go back to when I was a kid. I'm going to go back to those times where I was dreaming and I was excited about what the possibilities could be for me and, and what I really wanted out of life. And I want people to stop thinking it's impossible because when they start putting things that are impossible or they say they can't do it, then they've already told them their story. Their story is already written. It is over. You might as well close the book. And that's not what I want to work with. And that's not the people that will listen to this. I guarantee you most people will turn this off because most people do not like what I have to say because it's the truth. And that's what's grown my business. That's what has happened when I work with all these women and business entrepreneurs around the world is, look, you might not like everything I'm going to say, but I will tell you right now, there's always a mutuality of interest. And the mutuality of interest is I want to make this place better in which I found it. And that is one of the bigger areas of, of my life is how do we enrich these entrepreneurs, but how do we enrich our communities with people to understand how to take care of money, how to set goals, how to go out there and, and live a life by design, how to not make excuses. All of these things are important. And the last is how to love. You know, and what I mean, uh, you know, going out there and, and, and loving, it's important. Um, last year... Uh, you know, my wife and I uh, started a foundation for our eldest child, Elsie. Elsie, uh, since the age of three, has been coming to us and saying, Daddy, I'm a girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. Well, Elsie was actually born Luke. And when I sit back and I think about, you know, the area of, of my child and, you know, all of the knowledge that she's taught me and all of the love that, that I've learned so much, this child, you know, at eight years old, you know, basically started living not as Luke, but started living as Elsie. And it took her to, to educate us and to not just educate us, but to love herself. Love herself enough to know who exactly that she was. Know exactly how, uh, you know, being strong and being, you know, who this person was authentically, truly. Um, a lot of people ask all the time, was this process, how was this process for you? Well, I'm going to explain it in this podcast. I'm going to tell you all about, you know, what it was like to go through and to, uh, have this transition or this point in my life as my business is growing. And not only as my business is growing, but, you know, I, I, I'm dealing with traveling and, 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 you know, all of the motions that you go through because there's no there's no handbook there's no rule book there's no whatever when you're dealing with something like this but you know one thing that it has taught our whole entire family which i'll share is you know we love people for who they are and we love people for where they're at and those are the things that you know we'll explain you know it's amazing when we think about this place that we're here at hit and what i'm hoping that people walk away with is i'm hoping that they walk away with a sense of clarity uh, clarity is literally one of the biggest, you know, pieces when it comes to a business, you know, and clarity is uh, putting, you know, a very good business plan around it. It's putting the numbers. I hate when people go, I want to make a lot of money. Well, how much? Well, I don't know. Well, then you don't have a clear plan. Well, uh, you know, Chris, I want to, I want to, 
I want to have more time. Well, how much more time? I need a clear plan. Is it 24 more hours a week? Is it a, you know, 10 hours a week? It's kind of like this. You can't get to a street, you know, a, a house or a location unless you have, you know, 8572, you know, uh, uh, Drake Road. You, you need to have 8572 or you're just not going to leave your house. You're going to sit in your, your driveway because Drake Road, it's, it's, you know, 30 miles long or Montgomery Road or whatever. You have to put the, the numbers in front of the destination. And that's the stuff that we're going to talk about. How do you get clear on what it is that you're looking for? We're going to talk about how to create that household budget. We're going to talk about what it means to go out there and, and be able to make money. But the wealthy people have learned how to save the money. And we're going to go through that on this, this because a lot of it is entrepreneurs just think it's coming up with a product. It's coming up with a great marketing idea. It's a holistic approach of the entire business. And that's what's going to tell you. Because if I just was a company that was going from a million to $250 million, you know, that's great. There's a lot of those out there. But I took a company from a million to 250 and made a lot of money doing it. A lot. And the profit and, and, and protecting the money, it's kind of like Armour, you know, Under Armour said, protect this house. You protect the money. Keep people always tell you cash is queen or cash is king. And that's what we're going to discuss on this podcast. So I know that as you're listening to this, you're probably going, okay, I want the meat and potatoes. Well, you're going to have to be patient. I'm going to give you the meat and potatoes. I'm going to give it to you in digestible formats. I'm going to tell you exactly the things that uh, you know, keep me up at night, the things that you know, kept me up when I was growing the business, um, and things that you know, the, the MBA that I've learned you know, um, of, of growing a business, I'm going to share with you. So you don't have some of the same you know, mistakes or challenges that I went through. Learn from the things that, that, that I'll share with you on this, um, or you could go down the same path, and, and, and it will just take you longer to get there um, because I've learned now at my getting to my older age, I was full of piss and vinegar in the beginning of my, of my career and uh, still am, but I've learned to ask people a lot more. Uh, so I don't make the mistakes and I can get to my goals faster by, you know, just talking through some of this to, for people that have done it. Now that's the key people that have done it. I don't think that some of these people that I see on these podcasts or on the internet or stuff like that have ever done shit, but they'll talk about it. They'll talk about like they've, they've built a business or they, whatever, do your research. And that's what I'll tell you. Cause I'm, I'm about making sure that people understand that, um, it, it's about, you know, all aspects of running and operating a business. So this whole thing, I hope that you learn one thing. It's about detaching from the outcome, committing to the process, and we're going to live life by design in this. And through this whole process, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be an amazing journey, and I'm looking forward to it. So thanks so much for tuning into the first podcast. I want to make sure we get into that next one. We're going to be talking about what it is that you want. I would start with a journal, man. Start a journal. Put it right on the front. Hit and put that there. Every time you're listening, I'm going to give you some good nuggets to think about. One of them is this. For our next one, get clear. Start thinking about exactly what it is that you want. I don't care if you start clipping things out of a, a magazine, going on Pinterest, starting your own Pinterest board. Um, I don't care whatever it is, but start getting clarity about what it is that you want because you know every time I'm going to lead you back to that. Every time I'm going to sit back and say, why are you doing this? And that will be a great place to always reference or always have in front of you. Thanks so much for tuning into the first ever hit podcast. My name is Chris Ciccinelli. Remember... Live life by design, not by default.